Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore Podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'm joined, as per usual, by my good friends Richard Hello. and Michael. Howdy. These guys, if you've listened to the podcast even once before, you probably realize that they don't usually agree with each other. They usually go up against each other when debating the most ubiquitous aspects of any given topic, and this week's topic are the Mount Rushmore of songs about seasons. These would be fall, summer, winter, spring kind of thing. And Yeah, you got all four of them. I got all Good four job. of them. I counted Jeff. on my fingers. <laughs> I was looking at a calendar. There's songs about uh, fall, yeah. autumn, spring, the equinox, yeah. summer, summertime, springtime, and spring. So, That's yes. 19 seasons. These are all Fleetwood Mac album titles <laughs> and strippers, too. So, uh, who thunk of it? Uh, this was my choice, um, and I can tell you exactly why. Because yeah. I was thinking of a terrible song that I hate Oh, that came up on the podcast once before, which is the song Summertime by Mungo Jerry. Oh, yeah. Which is the laziest fucking song in the world. The lyrics are gross. At some point, he just stops like... He starts like scatting. He's like, and like, if you're drunk on like a 104 degree day, like, I guess the song is entertaining, but I just, I hate the song. And if you are a filmmaker doing a shitty movie about the 70s, this is like the one you can afford. (laughs) The Mongo Jerry. But this is, this uh, led me to think of like, oh, well, what are, what's a good song about the summer? And I was like, oh, summer, winter. Spring, autumn. That's four. Mm-hmm. Mount Rushmore is four. Yeah, nailed it. So that basically led me down the path to. Well, let's see if we can uh, fill them out. What if Mungo Jerry did four different songs? Ooh, what is in his- the winter time? Is <laughs> <laughs> the exact same song. <laughs> you could wear a coat or maybe a parka. Do 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 do. In the autumn time, it's a little chilly. <laughs> Not too cold or hot either. You should probably register to vote. Incredible. Okay, so Michael chose the topic, so Richard gets to go first. And I guess Richard, you get to start with whatever season, whatever you season want, I would and like, and then to. we'll just have to go, go in order oh, from okay. there, right? Okay. Yeah. So I guess cool. we should. I, I will go with. Uh, oh wait, so it's not seasonings like salt, pepper, cumin. salt and pepper is oh, one of my oh, choices. Shit. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yo 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 yo. Oh, that's a double score if you get salt, salt and, and pepper. pepper okay, and yeah. season. Okay. No, so I will start with the first full season of the year, which is spring. Okay. Um, and my choice is Here Comes the Sun by the by a little band called The Beatles. Little band called The Beatles. Also on my list. Holy smoke. I mean, I just kind of—it was almost hard for me to think about what exactly to say about this song. I mean, I just think that from the opening guitar riff to the backing vocals to every part of the song, yeah, it just exudes this literally, you know, after a long cold winter, yeah, this feeling of warmth and rebirth and sort renewal. of like renewal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just a—it's—it's it's infectious. Yeah, and it's—it's. It's, 
it's spring-like in the way that it, like you said, it's, it, it kind of feels like it's about renewal. It's about, you know, the dew being on the, on the grass and you're finally able to come out of the hidey hole you've been in for several mm-hmm. months. I mean, we're in LA, so we don't actually have the season called winter. We do winter. not know what any of these are. No. Right. It's yeah. just continuous summer. Yeah. I mean, as I surfed over here to about, for the podcast mm-hmm. today, I was mm-hmm. thinking about that. Um, I, it's, it's just, to me, this is like the perfect springtime song. It just makes me think of everything that you would want to have in a spring song. It's also this wonderful like metaphor for trying times, where the winter, for a lot of people, is just so harsh. It is so brutal, and then you get to spring, and you're just like so relieved and you know i'm sure i don't know how um direct they were with their lyrics in terms of Mm -hmm. the song whether it was a song about spring or if it was a song about just like you said this renewal this rebirth this we've gotten past all of this terrible stuff and here we are now and let's have everything be just amazing and beautiful yeah wonderful and um i I don't know what which album was this on one of their this is on one of their later albums right it's off the uh, white album or no it's Abbey uh, Road Abbey Road so you know you could almost see this as a metaphor for kind of their trying times that they've gone through near the end of their career mm-hmm. and you know maybe it was I, I think it's just one of their their most wonderful pleasant songs. It mm-hmm. is. And the song was actually written uh when he went to go when George Harrison went to go visit Eric Clapton at his home. Yeah. And it was like a spring day and he just started thinking about spring. So it literally is a spring song. Mm. So which is why I think has kind of extra extra meaning to it. It's just literally George Harrison wandering around a big garden estate on the first day of, like one of the first days of spring. That precious man. I, the, I know, right? There's a Jeff Emmerich book about recording the Beatles, and unlike books and reminiscences of George Martin, George Martin was kind of this musical wizard who uh, was a collaborator with the Beatles, and there's times when George Harrison seemed like just kind of the lead guitarist working for these two amazing songwriters, John and Paul. And so when George could get a song in edgewise was a big, huge thing. Mm. And then this Jeff Emmerich book, it also posits that George wasn't even the best guitarist in the Beatles. That was easily Paul. Right. Well, and that and Paul was also the best drummer in the, the Beatles. The best drummer, yeah. Yeah, when they asked John, is Ringo the best drummer in rock and roll? And he said, he's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> right. it's, it's Paul. But George Harrison being this guy who, were he not partnered up with two of the most innovative, brilliant songwriters on the planet, might have had this huge career uh, That's in, in that time. But he just happened to be, it'd be like... Scotty Pippen and Charles Barkley. You know, it's like, well, there's this guy named Michael Jordan, you know, who was playing basketball about the same time. And so they kind of overshadowed, he, the, he kind of overshadowed these people. But so I feel about George Harrison, how I feel sometimes about Brian Wilson, who in the realm of his band and in the realm of his world, his point of view wasn't always supported. He was this kind of genius whose voice was stifled by the people around him. And considering... The other song, While My Guitar Gently Weeps, which is about Clapton fucking his wife. Right. <laughs> it's so funny that these two almost seem like bookends of what he, what the octopus and was then doing. <laughs> and then we've got Layla, which is about 
Eric Clapton wanting to fuck George wanting Harrison's wife. Wanting to fuck George Harrison's wife, which is crazy. And that wasn't, that was one of like three songs that was written about. About her. Patty Boyd. Patty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just a beautiful, there's something achingly beautiful about that song. I mean, there's a little bit, it, it has, still has that tinge of, even though it's a beautiful song and it's overall an optimistic song. There's still a little bit of that like feeling of like it's been a long, cold, lonely yeah. winter. Yeah, it's not all sunshine and, and roses necessarily, mm-hmm. but but it, as to your point is, I think Michael is it's getting better. Yeah, sun, it's, you know, sun, spring is here. The sun is out. Things are going to be better than they were before. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And Michael, go. Uh, my next song, I guess, uh, spring. What's next? Summer. Summer. Yep. Math checks out. Thank you. Is a song by Loudon Rainwright III called The Swimming Song. What I like about the song is it's so free. And I think that's the first thing that I think of with summer is whether you're a kid getting out of school and you just want some sort of sense of freedom. And the summer always has that feeling to me, whether you're going to go and make a mistake, Mm -hmm. whether you just, I mean, mostly it's about swimming. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's the summer and I just want to take my shirt off and take Mm -hmm. a dip in the pool and swim on a very base level. But also it's just about the freedom to go do what you want, the freedom to go make mistakes and and just be out there at a time when no one else can really hold you back. Yeah. This song ends with this perfect like yodel at the end where he's just like, Yahoo! (laughs) And it's just, it's so... Is it the Yahoo? Like from the Apple? I wish it was, but it's just so... Perfect, and it has this twinge of like this country guitar kind of banjoy mm-hmm. sort of thing that just runs through the entire thing. It's so simple, and it, you don't have to think about it. And I think I compare that to that fucking Mungo Jerry song. <laughs> I'm like, this is how you write a song about the summer. Yeah, it's a little silly. It's a little goofy, but it doesn't. It's not like weird and gross and lazy. It's just like. I don't know. It's just something that just warms you up listening to it. Yeah. I think when you're talking about summer, I was thinking of the Cars, the Cars song, Magic, where he says, summer, it turns me upside down. Summer, summer, summer. It's like a merry-go-round. At the, the point, is like, this isn't summer. That's summer, not summer does not turn you like a merry-go-round. <laughs> no, no. That's Rick Okasik doing his most kind of synthesized, producerly encapsulation of, of summer, where it sounds like that song is about... Daring to jump in the pool and daring to jump off a ramp or jump off a cliff or do all this crazy, yeah. being your most free self. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Richard, your summer song is what? My summer song is Summer in the City by The Love and Spoonful. Oh, wow. Um, it's amazing that a guy that looked like a, kind of the somewhat cooled English TA from a mid-sized liberal arts college in New England... <laughs> 
could write a song that sounds like being in the middle of like this urban yeah. place during a heat wave, but yeah. here we are. Yeah. Hot town, summer in the city, back of my neck getting dirt and gritty. Then down, isn't it a pity? Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. All around, people looking half dead, walking on the sidewalk harder than a match here. But at night, it's a different world. Go out and find a girl Come on, come on and dance all night Despite the heat, it'll be alright And babe, don't you know it's a pity The days can't be like the nights In the summer, in the city In the um, summer, it's, it's, in it's the really city It feels like a certain type of summer And it's not really one that I can even personally relate to Yeah, I grew up that's in a, a very interesting point Because I grew up in a small town So we didn't exactly have the same feeling But it really does feel like what I would ima- have imagined growing up in like the inner city yeah. or like in just an urban area. Yeah. Where somebody takes the wrench to the top of the fire hydrant. Yeah, and, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I'm just thinking of the old, the old uh, like Sesame Street, like videos they would show of yeah. kids like playing in the fire hydrant yeah. during the middle of the, the summer. And it, this just feels like that. Mm-hmm. I love the way the song kind of builds up this tension sort of in the, in the, uh, the verse. And then you've just got the big guitar chords. Once that chorus kicks mm-hmm. in with the at night, at night it's a different world. Yeah, and it just, the, just everything just opens up, and it just feels like the song feels like a different song. It feels like it's a different world from mm-hmm. the beginning of the song. So the way the song's kind of laid out really matches well with mm. the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it just feels like going to a block party or something like that when you get to that that the, the verse or the chorus. When you mentioned this song being. Something that you can understand but don't quite relate to. Uh, there's another song that I thought of, which was an Animal Collective song called um, Summertime Clothes, which has a very similar sort of feeling, which is this very hot and sticky and muggy and gross city summertime feel right. that we don't quite get out here. You know, it's, you know, our summers are hot and 108 degrees, but it's that, quote, dry heat. And, like, when I hear... Uh, summer in the city and like summertime clothes I have that immediate sense yeah. of just like New York it's it's so New York and it stinks mm-hmm. and it's just like there's like something that is alive about it like like a weird funk. everyone's got their windows open and there's all sorts of music yeah, blaring out yeah. of radios mm-hmm. it's, it's like a very specific thing yeah it's everyone's having summer at the same time in their own way and mm-hmm. they're all kind of like this cacophony on top of another. Right. And, and I think that you kind of get that in the music. I mean, you've got that kind of like interlude part, which is just like all these horns mm-hmm. and, and like the way the music is set up. It just sounds like there's like 20 different things going on. Uh, the song, and, and, and I mean, it's got an auto harp on it, for God's sakes. How many, <laughs> that's something you don't hear enough in modern music yeah. anymore is a goddamn auto harp. I like when the auto harps fought the deceptic <laughs> horns. Deceptic. <laughs> Awful. Um, it wasn't very good. No, that wasn't very good. Um, and this song was actually writ, co-written, and the idea of it, of it came from John Sebastian, leader of, singer of Le- Love and Spoonful. His brother was like 15, and he actually came up with the original idea for the song and wound up getting songwriting credit. So this 15-year-old oh, cool. has like songwriting credit for this song that I think probably has been, I mean, God knows how many TV shows and movies have yeah. used this over the years. Hey, John, write a song about the summer. <laughs> Do what now? I get credit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good. So this I, one, this one is what kicked off like Die Hard three. Is it? I'm pretty sure it like you jump right into this city of just being in the midst of this heat wave, and right. I think this song just 
as you said, like being used in a ton of different films and TV shows. If you want to try and show like urban summertime, that's kind of how how you get there. And the Love and Spoonful just had a lot of hits. Yeah, you don't realize it. When I used to write for the Orange County Register, when either they or John Sebastian was went into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I can't remember which one exactly, but our pop critic was like wrote an article that is basically I thought this was weird when he was in there but then I looked at the discography and it's like oh wow yeah. there's all these hits and this was like the last big hit they had and before the band broke up there was like a drug bust and uh, the guitar player fingered uh, basically ratted out <laughs> basically ratted out his drug dealer oh wow which is not the type of thing you want to do in the 60s if you want to continue to be cool yeah yeah, so. you narc, turn narc, turn narc. That's a yeah, that's, 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 that's a bad bad look for most bands. I have to say, as a young person before getting into um, Love and Spoonful as a band, John Sebastian as a solo was a last minute re- musical guest replacement on Saturday Night Live, and was booed off the stage. Really, when he was playing, and I remember seeing this live and wondering who is this guy. He sang the Welcome Back Cotter theme, which I liked because right. that was his one of his solo things. But then he sang, started singing Love as a Saxophone. I don't know what the fuck Love as a Saxophone was, and neither did the audience. And he was like, he started to kind of heckle the audience because they weren't getting into the song Love as a Saxophone or something. <laughs> and so he's like, come on, New York, what are you, uptight? And everybody starts booing him on SNL <laughs> live. So uh, that was not a good chapter in his career. <laughs> I have to look that up. That's got to be on. That's got to be on YouTube. Yeah, I, I, I I did, did Nashville Cats. That's such a funny cornball. It really is a cornball yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. And do you believe in magic? Is such an amazing. It's another great, like, just sort of like those the, the openness of those chords. I mean, yeah, that, that's something that's very specific to loving spoon, love and spoonful. Mm-hmm. I think was just maybe it's the instrumentation with the auto harp. Everything just sounds like kind of yeah. big and yeah, beautiful. Well, cool. Um, so that's funny because looking at the lyrics, it also almost seems apocalyptic because people walking around like they're half dead. <laughs> right. It almost feels like too which is uh, harder than a matchstick. Like at some point, um, an arson could break out and a right, any point catch on fire. It's basically summer of Sam up in this business. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it won't be for long. I saw some uh, a gif or some sort of stat uh, where the I guess the one hundredth meridian um, that kind of separates where the United States is from being like a deserty sort of the the portion of the United States that's like a desert yeah versus the one that's more of like a muggy swampy sort of humid summer uh since like 1980 it has started to move over like oh. 10 15 20 degrees uh, towards the east coast so pretty soon uh no one will be able to relate to the song it'll, it'll all, all be, be a dry desert. heat yeah oh yeah so. perfect I can't wait for let's say another <laughs> well, the snowboard- seventy years where people will listen back to this podcast and be like, I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, it is I not can't. like that here in New York. Well, the at all. snowbirds in New York won't have to move anymore. Oh. It'll just the, the the hot weather, dry hot, dry heat will come to them. They'll yeah. all move. They'll all be in the cactus league, mm. pretty much. <laughs> so we are at our halftime, the Mount Rushmore of songs about the seasons, and we are going to ask you to go on to the. Sound, the Stitcher or the iTunes and download, rate, and review past episodes of the Mount Rushmore podcast. Then as soon as you're done, make your way over to our social handles. That's Facebook, that's Twitter, that's Instagram, and go ahead and talk to us there. You can suggest future episode topics. You could tell us where we went horribly wrong in previous topics. And previous participants in our social dialogue have ended up on this show. It wasn't mandatory. 
but they ended up being a part of the podcast via Skype or recording in our studio. So that could be you. Beware. This is the Mount Rushmore of songs about seasons, and we are back with the second half. Songs about the four seasons? Four season songs? Cherry! Cherry, baby! That's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, The high singer doesn't always fare well in popular culture. There's seasons in the sun for the high singer. Right. Sometimes they're in vogue, like a Barry Gibb or a Steve Perry. Right. Sometimes you need the low singer. Sometimes you got to go Barry White, yeah. (laughs) Barry Gibb, Barry White. What if you got all the high singers and put them all on one band and just like... Oh, yeah. It'd be like the tenors. Basically the exact opposite of the tenors. Oh my God, that would be amazing. <laughs> this is Battle Royale where they're all trying to break yeah. some sort of wine glass from across the world. falsettos. <laughs> well, we sold a lot of tickets to Dobermans. <laughs> They're the only people who can hear the show. All right, so we are is back, and it's is Michael, and he's tackling Fall. 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 Uh, I have a song. It's a lot of simple lines interweaving. Simple minds. It's kind of like... One over another. What key, what, what key is Mozart. it? In? What key? <laughs> Bach. Bach. Uh, no, it's a song uh, by U2 called October. Oh, okay. And it's, it is honestly the most simple, easy song. Is this a rebel song? Huh? <laughs> this is not a rebel song. It is, it is one of the few songs that isn't about like the Irish bombings or... Yeah. Um, it's a song that is just simply about change. Okay. And I think... Um, it's a two-minute-long song. It's nothing. It's it's nothing. It's the first half is all pianos. Very simple. Very delicate. And then a very simple bit of dialogue and singing that is all leaves falling off the tree. Hmm. And the trees are stripped bare of all they wear. Do I care, October? And that's it. And it's changed. And kingdoms come and go. And it's just changed. And whenever I think of fall in terms of music, it's the one that is the most diverse in terms of change. It is things that have once been beautiful, all kind of getting stripped bare. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of those songs that kind of captures that the most. And um, I don't know. It's not a song that I think about a lot, but um, it's one that I'm like, oh, this is like the most fallish, maybe a little too obvious as well. But it's just like, oh, yeah, this is oh, this is what we're talking about here. When we're talking about a, a season that is just about stripping things away of life, yeah. we're getting to that that weird part in the season where it's just kind of... Mm-hmm. We're almost towards death. Yeah. Well, we can't have the renewal until this. It's funny. We kind of started with this renewal of spring, but it's, it's, is the, it is the catalyst for the renewal that we know needs to come. And f- you may, f- may feel like we're in kind of a fall moment right now politically where these oh, things are kind need, of dying. You need the decay before you can have the rebirth. Yeah. Yeah. That is a very interesting point that both of you guys bring up is that, um, there is another song that's not it's not really about this, but it's uh, there's a Modest Mouse song that I think of. Where... Is, it, is it all my rowdy, rowdy friends are coming over tonight? Because <laughs> that's not about that at all. No, but it's it's a Modest Mouse song, and uh, he says something like, "There's so much beauty in dirt," 
And I, I always think about in like these really tough times where it's like, you have to, you have to go through like this horrible kind of shitty, gross time for things to grow out of it again. And things have to decay and things have to fall apart before they eventually get reborn in beautiful spring song. And sometimes you have to sing about things dying and it's just like, it's weird. It's a weird, strange, unlovely thing in a lovely song. I was talking about leaves on trees. <laughs> I wasn't saying anything political. Bono's here. No, I mean actual trees and leaves falling off trees. <laughs> I like trees. Walk on by. No, you're, t- you're reading too much into it. It's trees. <laughs> walk on. Just trees, Bono. <laughs> oh, no, so it's not about the the death of the the male hierarchy and the Republican. No. <laughs> I like trees. I like trees. Okay, uh, Richard, what do you got? Okay, so f- I don't... Uh, ha- I like doing this podcast. I, Follow <laughs> me! I don't have a fall song. I have an autumn song. Is that okay? Oh. Is, is, that, is, that, is that acceptable? Now, that really sounds like a stripper. Let me check. Autumn song? Checks out. Autumn song. Yeah, that would be bottom song, bottom. actually. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah. my choice uh, for the fall slash autumn um, song is Autumn Almanac by The Kinks. Oh, what oh. a fun song. It's a great song. I'll play a little bit of it. Of it. From the deer-soaked hedge creeps a chronic caterpillar. Well, the dawn begins to crack. It's all part of my autumn almanac. Breeze blows leaves of the musty color jello. So I sweep them in my sack. Yes, 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 it's my ultimate. It's such a fun, like you said, Michael, it's such a fun song. It's like this little mini opera about all the little things about fall, about leaves falling, about your joints aching because the summer the the mm-hmm. weather is starting to change, which as I get older, I, I appreciate that lyric a lot more. One of my actually, and, and, and it is one of my favorite lyrics in all of pop music is the, uh, um, my poor rheumatic back. It's all part of my almond, autumn almanac. <laughs> it's one of my favorite lyrics. Um, you know, going on vacation to the beach and trying to get mm-hmm. that last bit of summer in, even mm. though it's no longer summer. Is this kind of there when I'm 64? This it's part of that sort of like when it, it, I don't want to say quite music hall. But yeah. it was like that that kind of like uh Yeah, that's I, I immediately when I think of the song, I immediately think of some uh very Monty Python-esque, like very silly-ish. There's there's something that's just like delightful and silly and I, that I really appreciate in some especially in the kinks and some of their right. in some of their music. It's um, it, it's of a piece of like Lazing on a Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon, on a sunny afternoon, yeah. which which I actually considered for my summer song, but I couldn't justify doing two King songs. It like like more so than like if Paul was writing like when I'm 64 as kind of a an homage to his father who performed in dance hall bands and Dixie bands and things right. like that. Seems like the Kinks do vignettes of British life. King, the, yeah, Ray Davies is very much an observer of very specific. Slices yeah. of British life, and I think if you, if he didn't like it, he wouldn't have done it so often. If he didn't have a place in his heart for the quaintness of these individuals in Waterloo <laughs> Station I, or whatever, yeah. I don't think he would have. 
Well, because there's the sort of bridge part of the song, which is, you know, this is my street and I'm never going to leave yeah. it. And basically it's about just, you know, all the, you know, this lyric about all the people I meet seem to come from my street. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that like many kink songs, this is about the pull of the familiar. In this case, the pull of the familiar is sort of like autumn and what that represents and all the little things about it. And also kind of the mon- mon- mundane nature of life if you're a wor- working class person in England in the 60s. Um, I think... I like my football <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> exactly. I think that, so I think there is... I think you're, you're, you're spot on on that, Jeff. I think that there is a very specific... I think he has a love for for the, yeah. the people that he's, but he also understands sort of their predicament. Yeah, that they're kind of trapped in this sort of shit. You know, another kink song, Shangri La. Yeah, they're kind of trapped in this like little box of yeah, quote unquote happiness that they made for themselves. It's really yeah. just sort of an island. Yeah, and I think this is also if there was uh, another Pleasant Valley Sunday, you know, is. Right. Is uh, the monkeys talking about suburban life, which is the reward for people who've survived World War II? And think of that time in England where these people were bombed to pieces. Right. You they know, literally survived World War II. They literally II. survived World War II. So the fact that they get to do all this is the reward. For, right. Yeah. This is this is as good as it gets. Yeah. But that provincial lifestyle that like the Stones um, would maybe satirize in 19th nervous breakdown or something is definitely right. in this voice. So God, I love the kinks. They're yeah. So good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how is your winter song coming along? Michael. It's, it's coming along just nicely. Let me finish writing it up real quick. It's just a song about the snowman. <laughs> He's just a snowman. Walk on by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my winter song is a song called January hymn by the December. Oh, I love that song. Uh, a song from uh, an album called "The King Is Dead," which I believe that he I'm not named familiar it, with this song. He named it after uh, the Queen is dead. Oh, okay. Um, he's a uh, Colin uh, Malloy. Malloy is a big uh, Morrissey, Morrissey yeah. Smiths fan. But here, I'll play a little bit from uh, January. On a winter Sunday, I go to clear away the snow. And green the ground below April all ocean shine away Is this the better way to spend the day Keeping the winter at bay what were the this was his R.E.M. album too, wasn't it? A little bit. Yeah. I think it was a. La- I think it was also the last album that he kind of sang in that kind of nasally twang, mm-hmm. where that kind of dominated like the first portion of the. I mean, the majority of the career before mm-hmm. he. Kind of, I think he settled down after this album. Yeah. In a lot of ways, I think that he and his wife uh, had a son, mm-hmm. and I think that he started changing kind of the way he sang a little bit mm. in. Just uh, just superficially, mm-hmm. um, something that I know that Emily, my wife, is she kind can't stand his nasally singing. Yeah. But after this album, uh, he kind of settled into a more adult voice in a very mm. interesting way. We're a little sidetracked, but this album is uh, or this song in particular, it's all about 
um, being within the kind of the midst of winter. And he's going through these motions of thinking back to these other times. And within that, he uses the framing of winter to talk about shoveling the snow, talk about thinking about these other times that are these summer times, or looking forward to a springtime, an ocean away on a beach. And um, it's it's the song that's about memory. And I think mm-hmm. that uh, the winter often does that. We kind of... Autumn leads up to it is where it kind of shunts you in. And by the time you get to winter, you're holed up. You're thinking about the any other season than being <laughs> frozen yeah. and wrapped up and yeah. bundled up. And, you know, we don't have that a lot here in L.A. We don't have the, you know, an L.A. winter song is like Hazy Shade of Winter. Yeah. Where... You're still out. And you're still yeah. doing things. You're still partying. You're not. Right. You're not in a cabin. You're not bundled up with your friends. But Colin Malloy from the Pacific Northwest, it gets cold, it gets yeah. cold, and the rest yeah. of the country gets cold in a way that we don't know. Yeah, and it just conjures up such this great imagery of like this frozen thing that all you have is your in those times of like coldness. All you have are these memories mm-hmm. and thinking about what am I going to be doing in the spring and the summer and oh yeah in the fall. But this is one of this is one of my favorite albums of theirs. Um, yeah. King is Dead and love this song. That I, uh, training the what is it? Training the divine or if they could, is that is that in this? There's some lyric like training the jasmine to vine or something there's some kind of lyric. Mm, I don't know, I don't know if it was from this song, but there there's one of the most wonderful ones that I really like was he says um what were the words I meant to say before you left yeah. when I could see your breath lead where you're going to? Yeah. And it just conjures up such an, a wonderful image of not doing the things that you wanted to do and just these, just focusing on these uh, memories, mm-hmm. but then just the cold breath and the. Yeah. It just. In his book on the replacements. Did I give that one back to you? I Is hope it still not. In my car? I, I read it and was was. It might still be in my car. That's great for my old car. But he does. I forget where he grew up. But he, it, snow and cold was part of his life. And I remember as a kid observing not just the fact that the things of summer were hidden away under this thick, thick bed of ice and snow. Montana. He's from Montana. It's Montana. Yeah. yeah. So he's got it worse than I ever had it in Kansas City. Uh, but living in Minnesota for a while, you just knew you had to say goodbye to this thing, and it was a mummy. <laughs> it was off and buried away. The grass, <laughs> the green was just gone. But then you could turn on the TV and see everybody in Los Angeles <laughs> enjoying... Go watch the Rose Rose Parade or <laughs> yeah. something, and we're out there in short sleeves. and Yeah. So it was something you had an awareness of, and you could turn on the TV and kind of see this... this, this you knew the sun existed. Yeah. <laughs> it just wasn't here. It just wasn't for me. Um, yeah, so that stuff is very, very palpable. Um, yeah, okay, so, uh, Richard, your winter is what? My winter jam is... Uh, hey, winter jams! Hey, winter jam, <laughs> Now everybody. that's what I call winter jam. That's what I call a winter jam. It's uh, of my discontent right here. Let's see what he... <laughs> uh, it is the a song by the, uh, mysterious Kate Bush. Oh. Uh, a song called December Will Be Magic Again. Oh, I don't know this one. I will play you a little bit. Sing this white Christmas 
basically every Kate Bush song you've yeah. ever heard rolled up into it's the it's the ideal, the, the the classic ideal of a Kate Bush song. Yeah, and I should point out that you you heard some uh, applause when I first played this, you guys. That's because this was from a 1979 Christmas special that Kate Bush had on on the Beeb. Wow, which is it just strikes me as so she bizarre. A Christmas special. Wow. That, that that 70s were weird, man. Yeah, <laughs> they were giving Christmas specials to Kate Bush. Yeah, uh, the England was weird. How is that? Judy Tenuta did the same thing that she did, <laughs> and nobody nobody ever gave her a Grammy or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, it's very interesting. This is the first song that's come up that has, you know, when I was thinking of uh, winter songs, it, like. Christmas is mentioned in the lyrics, but this is definitely not a Christmas song. It's not a song. Christmas song per se. I'm, and yeah. I really tried to avoid doing Yeah, I think a we were Christmas both on the song. same uh, kind of wavelength in that. It was like to do a Christmas song felt wrong in a, in a way, even though there's so many like Winter Wonderland isn't a Christmas song. But Yeah, I almost had I had almost had Let It Snow uh-huh. on there. Yeah, yeah. Which is not, there's nothing about Christmas. It's like the Monster Mash. There's nothing about Halloween in the song. That's right. There's That's nothing just, about Christmas and Let It Snow. The Monster Mash is a party that takes place sometime in April. <laughs> For all we know. That is exactly when it takes place. So if pop music has a fairy, it's Kate Bush, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, or a, a, a manic pixie dream girl yeah. or whatever you want to Her R's are say. even wimpier than Colin Malloy's R's. Yeah, he's got tiny arms. He's got time. Wow, she can't. One up that hill, up the river heights. Yeah. Um, and and this is like the Ice Princess in winter. This is what mm-hmm. this song sounds like. I mean, the piano uh, just sounds like icicles glistening, kind of in the wind. Yeah. I don't know if icicles can glisten in the wind. Mm. If that oh, they can make do a that. sound. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's go with it and just yeah. say that they can. Yeah. Um, just back off. It's like you said, Michael. It's Christmas adjacent, but it's not necessarily a Christmas song. She does reference Saint Nick and Bing Crosby singing uh, "White Christmas," I, but I think it's it's a song about the beauty of winter instead of a song mm. about the darkness and the depression That's of winter. I mean, because so many of those songs that I was when I was doing the research, so many of these winter songs are about sort of you know winter as a metaphor for darkness yeah yeah and 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 i i just for me winter is my favorite season so i'm very happy to be able to pick a song that really kind of talks about the beauty of 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 winter the reasons why i love it kind of the freshness and the briskness and the you know i i although i probably would hate it if i grew up in a place where it snowed all the time i sure wish it snowed sometimes down here hmm. I, that'd be fantastic mm-hmm and I th- and and some of the lyrics she talks about, you know, she's right before where we cut it off. She was talking about how she was going to drop down in her parachute the white city and upon this black soot icicled roofs. So it really is. And and, and and there's other lyrics about that that she you know come to cover sparkle the dark up and come to cover the muck up. So it really is a song about how the beauty of winter can take even sort of like gray, dreary London, let's call it, and make it look beautiful. Yeah. That's an interesting choice. I've never heard of that song. It's a great song. It's, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's prime Kate Bush. It's 10 out from one to Kate Bush. That is Kate Bush. <laughs> it's the bushiest song. The bushiest song not made by Bush. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, we have our choices. We're locking them in the, the vault. And I'm just going to go on gut and grab some, uh, the ones I felt you kind of lit up when you were 
uh, discussing them. So we got to say, here comes the sun because it's one of my favorites. It's one of your, some of your favorites. Um, Michael, I'm really buying what you're selling with that January Tim. That's something that you seem really energized by. And I thought the Autumn Almanac was so charming and interesting. And so that's three, right? Mm-hmm. And so here we go with Loudon Wainwright's Summer Song as the final choice. Yahoo! 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 This has been the Mount Rushmore of songs about seasons. I, as always, am Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. 